Hello and welcome to Life Tools from the Warm Heart. I am Professor Chiwaza and I'm with my colleague Yamigani. Once again, thank you so much, dear listener, for joining us today. Um, as we do on this podcast, we talk about real questions, real uh, life experiences, and we provide tools uh, on how to navigate through different situations when it comes to our mental wellness. And today we're going to be talking about emotional wounds across a lifespan. Like what impact does our emotions have from before we were born till the last day in our 90s? <laughs> okay. Is there such a thing that uh, emotions mm. that can be connected be traced to different seasons of our lives when now you're in your 40s or you're in your 60s, but there are things you can still track uh, to your childhood? Yeah, absolutely. So we all go through emotional pain as we go through life. Mm. Um, and we find that um, things that have happened to us when we were young, in particular the first five years mm. of our lives, have a bearing really? on the rest of our lives. What? Yeah, there's a saying that says that the child is actually the father to the adult. Really? Right, yeah, because the first five years are so fundamental. They're yeah. so, you know, groundbreaking. Yeah. And they lay the foundation for the rest of life in many ways, mm. you know. In the same way, if, if, if I give the physical analogy mm. of, you know, during pregnancy, yeah. there are critical periods when... You know, the, the organs come together. Yeah. Um, and, and it should anything go wrong mm. during that time, it will yeah. affect. Mm. Once the child is born, it will affect the child. Wow. So similarly, um, apart from, you know, that being, you know, I'm talking about physical, but even emotionally, yeah. there are things that can happen that will impact how we see things, how we wow. feel. Um uh, Eric Erickson, yeah. um, the well-known uh, psychologist who basically said that, for example, the first one and a half years of life, yeah. trust is laid then. Mm. So there's trust versus mistrust. So what he says basically is that you, you learn whether to trust or distrust the world. So, for instance, once a child is born, mm. the child will expect to be fed, to be looked after. Yeah. But if that is erratic or doesn't happen, yeah. then the sense of safety and trust mm. will be compromised. Wow. Yeah. So uh, we do know that that happens. Yeah. So you're saying children have emotions? Of course. All human beings have emotions. We all feel. We all feel. I think with children, they yeah. express it differently. Uh -huh. They may express it through irritable behavior. Yes. Through, in quotes, naughty behavior. Yeah. But they're expressing their emotions. The common emotions we all, all the emotions we experience yeah. came, from, came from childhood. Mm. Mm. So, so, however you're saying it's like behavior that they're seeing as children shapes, for example, the levels of trust and the levels of reliance on people to be able to say, oh, my parents will be able to do this. Right. Uh, meaning that when there are those gaps and there's not trust, it means there's pain there. Yes. So because ch 
children, if they have emotions, it means they also carry emotional pain. Correct. Um, and you just say that, you know, it's expressed as naughtiness and other things. Um, how can a parent know that there is emotional pain or it's just a child being fussy? Yeah, so so it really takes the parent to be one aware. Okay. And to be sensitive, yeah, you know, to yeah. to to the child, uh-huh. and and what often helps is to just know that okay, the the child is behaving in this way now. Mm. What had happened before was there something that preceded the behavior, mm. and to be able to have a sense of a pattern, okay, so that you know, okay, this child is behaving like this now, yeah, but before the child behaved like this, what had happened? Yeah. Was it that mom had gone away or yes. Yes. the child had wanted something and had been refused? Yeah. yeah. But if you find that that pattern is being disrupted yeah. and that the child is continuously yeah. fussing and being irritable, yeah. you know, even without yeah. a particular um, precedent or antecedent, yeah. then, you, then that might be an indicator mm. that it might be you even have, you know, childhood depression. So it might wow. be that, yeah. So do the emotions a child have today have an impact on their future? Oh, absolutely, totally. Um, very much so because they, they impact the growing up of the child. They impact the emotional maturity of the child. Mm. Um, and so the, the emotions a child experiences, so for instance... Mm. Um, if a child is constantly bullied and teased at school, yeah. or some children will say nasty words, yes. those words become internalized in the child, uh-huh. even what the parents say. Okay. One of the biggest mistakes parents make yeah. is that they do not separate the behavior of the child yeah. from the person of the child. Mm. They will say, you are a naughty person. Mm. What they mean is your behavior yeah. is naughty. Wow. Yeah. But yeah. you as a person has yeah. potential. Wow. And in fact, what you you are doing is beneath the potential Which that we have. know you have. Almost like casting a vision of what they can be. Yes. Instead of diminishing Instead them of diminishing for... them. Wow. Yeah. So children experience emotional pain from the things that are harmful that are being said around them, and that can lead to them doing certain strange things as they are growing up. Yeah, that's right. So as we started, we said emotional wounds across the lifespan. If I am to be as slow as I can be, something that happened to me when I was five years can catch up with me at 55. Yes, yes. Yes, it can. It absolutely can. Um, and in fact, it may not necessarily catch up with you as it were, yeah. but it may be with you. It may influence the decisions you make. Mm. It will influence the way you, in, you interact with other people. Mm. It will constantly um, um, have a bearing on your life. It will be a guidepost to mm. your life and the way in which you um, engage with others. Mm. If there's emotional pain or if a child is experienced trauma, can that be something that um, who the child is when they get to 50 
Hmm. Uh, can you say the things that shaped their temperament in their first five years that if they were in a different environment, they could have, in a healthier environment, they could have grown up to be a different person? It could, yes, absolutely. Um, the environment in which somebody grows up in, especially in the first five years, is fundamental. Okay. Um, and th there are so many influences. Yeah. Um, and so, yes, so in terms of the self-concept, yeah. the way you look at yourself, the way you feel about yourself as a person, mm. um, is very much dependent on what your parents said to you, yeah. the input you got, mm. but also the opportunities that you get in terms of things like socioeconomic factors, yes. like poverty, yes. so on, so that you're not exposed to, you know, a lot of things, you know, toys, games, and so on. Yeah. You still have people being very creative. I see some, you know, children yeah. with mud cars yes. or wire Bricks. cars and, you know, yeah. brick yeah. cars. Yeah. So, so they're still able to express their creative side. Yeah. Um, but we do know that um, poverty actually does have an impact and diminishes the, the potential for that um, free expression. Mm. Now, if, if you are a friend of a family that you're noticing their child uh, doing or being naughty or stuff like that, and you're a little bit aware of mental health conversations, yeah. uh, would it be appropriate for you to bring up something, even if their friends are not at a place where you think are ready to go down on that conversation route? Well, it will depend on the quality of the relationship that you have with the parents. Yeah. Because you would have to address the parents first. And um, if you have a, a relationship where you feel free yeah. to converse with the parents yeah, um, about, you know, this. But you can also have a general conversation about, okay. oh, the impact on children, this, this, and this, and this. Okay. Oh, did you know I was reading about this? That's and nice. I thought that's very interesting. Yeah. Yeah, what do you think? Yeah. You know, and so you can do it in a little bit of a more subtle way, especially mm. if you are not so close to them when you have these kinds of conversations. Yeah. Because some people might be very sensitive and think that you are judging their parenting yeah. skills. I think it is very uh, sensitive indeed, because if someone just coming up with an opinion that makes you feel like, oh, are you trying to insinuate that I'm not a good parent? Yeah, yeah. It can be a really, really heavy thing now we've talked about five years what about adolescence uh, as a yeah so adolescence is a very important age okay um uh, you know speaking of about 11 to 19 yes. and we're speaking of a time when a person is going through changes yes it's a time when your identity is being shaped and formed mm. um, particularly your 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 group identity okay um, Explain on group identity. So group identity is who your friends are, okay. and you rely a lot uh -huh. on what your peers say and do okay. to, in order to be accepted. Wow. So that your worth and your value as a child is very much informed by your peers. Mm -hmm. um, so we've done studies that show that some people will engage in, let's say, sexual behavior, yeah. um, even when their friends are not there, are not around, because it's 
they know that that is what they are expected to do uh-huh. without themselves necessarily wanting, wanting or agreeing to do it. This is what my group expects, expects me of me to do. Okay. You know? Yeah. So the group influence is very, very powerful. Mm. That, that's the sort of group identify. I identify with this group. Yeah. And when I identify with a particular group, what I'm doing is I'm also exhibiting the behaviors expected of the group I'm identifying with. Wow. 11 up to 19 is very crucial in the emotional formation, if I may use that word. Totally. It absolutely is. Because... Um, and, and what we know yeah. is with social media now, for yeah. example, yes. we know that it plays a very important role in, in mental disorders, oh. that many people uh, will become depressed, yes. um, especially adolescents will become depressed because they will compare themselves with their friends. Uh-huh. So I got only 20 likes yeah. on my Facebook post, but yeah. my friend posted something and got 200 likes, yeah. you know, and then that will make me feel, yeah. you know, not as valued. Yeah. You know, I look on my friend's WhatsApp status, I see that they are having a wonderful holiday in Dubai, yes. and here I am, yeah, yeah, you know. My, and my grandmom's in Chisi, you know, and it doesn't look example, as yeah. attractive, that, yeah. it glides, camera plays. Uh, it looks a little bit different. So if someone is listening, what kind of tools should we be using um, for those raising children, uh, for those that are young and their teens and are listening, because um, maybe their mom made them listen. <laughs> so this is important for you. Listen mm, to this podcast. Mm, mm, mm. Um, are there tools that are helpful for families or for friends uh, or for teens themselves, but also for those that are now in their adulthood and are looking back and they're seeing how certain things shaped them to be who they are. What should they do? I think the important question would then be, in answer to that, yeah. is to say, what do you want to be? Mm. Who do you want to be? That's a good question. You know, And so when you have a picture of who you want to be and yes. where you want to go, yeah. You would then use what you have been through yeah. to help you get there. Mm. So um, see all these things that have happened to you yeah. as important yeah. for shaping you. Mm. You know, there's this there's the story of a donkey yeah. um, and a well that a certain village were digging a well. Yeah. And um, as they were digging a well, they um, realized that uh, they needed a donkey to help carry the sand off. Yeah. So they had dug quite deep. And then as they were loading sand onto the back of the, uh, the soil, onto the back of the donkey, it yeah. slipped and fell into the well. Yeah. And so the people said, well, so what should we do? So yeah. they decided, let's just bury it because it's a donkey. Yeah. And so they started to bury it and said, we'll start again. And yeah. the donkey made noise and complained, and they just ignored it. Yeah. Then after a period of time, it went silent, uh-huh. and uh, they continued, you know, uh-huh. um, covering. One person went and just had a look and was shocked to find that the donkey was almost at the top. Wow. You know? And uh, what had happened is that the soil would fall on the donkey. Yeah. The donkey would shake it off, yeah. and then using its paws would pat the ground to create a firm surface. Wow. 
more would come and it began to rise until eventually it got out and trotted off. So we've had a lot across the lifespan thrown at us. Mm. And Mm. if we say, no, I'm not going to identify with this, Mm. shake it off and use it as a stepping stone to take you to the next highest level. And how you practically do that is you say, what can I learn from this and how can it make me a better person in helping others? Because I may not... I may have gone through a lot of pain, but what can I do to prevent another person from going through pain? And in that Mm. way, my influence and what I went through was worth it because somebody's life will be better off than mine. Thank you. Thank you. Really appreciate uh, that take. And life will continuously bring us things. And as you said, using everything that comes uh, to build us and to help us rise above all those things would be the best gift we can give ourselves. Absolutely. Um, as we're wrapping up, um, any more encouragement to someone that just feels stuck uh, today? Um, and they're like, oh, I feel like I've tried this, I've tried planning, mm-hmm. I've tried mm-hmm. praying, I've tried mm-hmm. um, every other thing. Um, or oh, I'd want to talk to someone. How do I start? What kind, what kind of opportunities are there for people to uh, be able to talk to someone? Yeah, so um, certainly talking to somebody is important. Yeah. Talking to somebody who has been through life and those who are successful and doing well, yeah. just hearing their stories. Yeah. Another useful thing is to sit down and to write down your story. Tell your story. Write it down. Wow. Write down what you... You'll find it therapeutic, but yeah. you'll also be able to draw lessons and From to it. see how I can use this yeah. to help me grow. But also recognize that what you've been through... Yeah is actually a stepping stone for your future. Mm. Don't, don't say this shouldn't have happened to me. It did happen. I accept it happened. Yeah. And you'll then for be able to harness it as fertilizer mm. to help you grow. Manure stinks, yeah. but the fruit that comes out of it, the Beautiful. plant that comes out of it is strong Absolutely. and healthy. And what you went through is the manure. Yeah. Let the you be strong and healthy. Wow. And, yeah, and be the best that you can be. Thank you very much for thank that. You. And dear listener, there you have it for today. Uh, thank you for joining us. Remember to share the podcast wherever you listen from it. And until next time, have a great week. Thank you. Great week. And